take two. Yeah. This is Marcus, the Motivators podcast, episode one. Um, I may or may not have forgot to hit the thing so that the audio is coming through. And yeah, can so you we hear have to do it again. Now? Hopefully you can hear us now. Good. Yes. Good. You can hear us now. I should introduce myself. I am actually Marcus's producer. Obviously, Marcus is Marcus the Motivator. Yes. You may be looking at us He's wondering James. who he is. Um, yeah, I'm James, Marcus's He's... producer. I kind of put this thing together and behind the scenes, etc. Not only do I do some of the work, but he's very helpful and he does most of it. So, yeah, okay. So I've got to have the a trip. <laughs> I've got to have a team of people, and he's part of it. So the trip. Part of it. That's a bit offensive. I'm kind of the head of it. All right. You're the head. You're the <laughs> head you. of the team. You're the head. You're the head of the team. I don't want to be demoted. I'm... You don't want to be demoted. <laughs> Some people are, some people Even though are, I forget to put the microphone on, I still shouldn't be demoted. Some some people would uh, suggest otherwise. Okay, fine. We don't some need... might say that um, our other friend who came with us on the trip, Ferrat, um, who is kind of a childhood friend who kind of takes ownership of Marcus, is very protective. Yes. Because Marcus, well, let's just put it this way. Marcus saved him. Yeah. He, he was down on his luck and let's just say that he's now a very successful financial trader all because of Marx's amazing help. I just gave him some inspiration and hope and positive reinforcement and as they say, the rest is history. Um, Marcus even um, kind of motivated him, I like to say, in the sense that he wouldn't let him come into the first class lounge with us at the airport. Yeah. So he had to sit out on his own. While Marcus and I lived the high life in the first class lounge. Yeah, what a shame, unfortunately. <laughs> I am Marcus the motivator, so I've got to occasionally enjoy the good things in life. So. Exactly. So, the trip. The trip. First impressions of the Philippines. Well, it wasn't my first impressions wasn't because I've been there time. and I live there, so it's really more your first my impressions. My first impressions, traffic chaos, madness. Two and a half hours from the airport to our hotel. Which was in Pazig, if you're a Filipino and wondering how far we would had yeah, to go. Yeah, we're in, we're staying in yeah. Pazig. Pazig. Yes. Just outside of Manila, or is it still it's, technically? It's Manila. It's no, part it's not, of Manila. Oh, so yeah. It's not outside of Manila. It is Manila. It is Manila. Yes. So that's where we stayed. Torrential rain greeted me as well, which was nice. So yeah. It was an intro it was a uh, it was a very warm welcome. <laughs> Peak of summer, so it was nice and hot. Yes. Nice. To the point where one of our um, other team members who came with us, Dave, who came all the way from Ireland, he kind of he came because he's a, a successful filmmaker, multi award winning writer and yeah. filmmaker. So we've been making this documentary and we needed professional people to come with us to kind of make it all fit and be at the level that we want it to be at yes he came along he wasn't really coming along to be motivated or anything like that but he came along and well we nearly killed him on the mountain in the heat yeah um and then i guess marcus kind of saved him as well so that's another member of our crew that marcus had to save through his motivation and inspiration it's amazing when things can happen and when i need to just do what I do best and motivate people and get them to achieve just even the simplest of things. Because sometimes the simplest things are hard to do. 
like hiking up just a, well from what for me was a small I think that hill. most people would say that that was a fairly substantial hill it did take us hours to go up and down yes we did have a little stop it was way. extremely hot he was wearing jeans yeah which wasn't despite a the fact that we move. told him however many times that it's going to be very hot he still did that and yes was, i guess irish hot compared to filipino hot is a little bit different just just a little bit just maybe like 20 degrees difference 20 degrees Celsius. difference and about an extra 30 40 percent humidity of the salt, yes so. yes so, yeah. and I guess, yeah, one of the key points was that on the trip, the um, tour guides were actually worried about him. And like, yeah. it wasn't just that he was saying, oh, he was bad or whatever. He wasn't really saying that. It was more the fact that the he tour guides struggling. were like, they were freaking out and they were very worried. We needed, he needed some chocolate pudding, I think, he at did, that time, yes. just to give him the energy. So, but... Next yeah, time no. you're gonna bring chocolate pudding everywhere. We'll bring chocolate pudding everywhere. You next should have time. chocolate pudding here right now for the show. First podcast should have chocolate pudding. Yeah, we don't have chocolate pudding, unfortunately. Not good enough. I've, although I have already had my, I've already had my serve of chocolate pudding today. Well, it, it is the evening, delicious. so I would expect that you've so, had multiple serves. Yeah, at this multiple point. Ser- Well, I only had one or two today. Actually, oh so. so yeah, the f- trip we started, we got we find, after getting to the hotel in. Persig, we rested, did a bit of karaoke, what the locals do, had a bit of fun, and then we kind of got prepped for the next day where we were traveling overnight from uh, Manila up to the town of Sagada in the north, up in the mountains. So we traveled overnight, we stopped in Banao for breakfast early the next morning, we stopped at a little restaurant where we, which overlooked the rice terraces. It was on the uh, winding roads that go through the mountains. It was wonderful. It was beautiful to see. Just uh, such stunning and beautiful scenery and landscape. It was fantastic. We then, I think we had another three hours to get to Sagada, which we managed to uh, navigate without any trouble. Now, I'm just going to have to stop you there. If I was watching this, I'd be like, well, that's all well and good, but this isn't a travel documentary. Motivate us. So... Tell us some motivation from that. Well, one of the things that on that first night when we were traveling overnight was that was a struggle. I was doing pretty well with the lack of sleep, but the rest of my team needed a bit of a kick along when we got up that when when we when we all got out of the car and kind of all slowly woke up in Banau that next morning. And I think the best thing was, was I was nice and chirpy and bright and that kind of got everyone up enough to go, to come out and see the beautiful, the beauty of what was around us and what was going on. It was fantastic. It was something I enjoyed immensely. So I had to motivate them just to do something simple, just by getting up. You weren't feeling 100%, unfortunately, but... We still managed. You still managed to enjoy it. And we got. And we got through the day, and we eventually got to Sagada in one piece. So I think that was me just, just starting. Just a small amount. Just a small start. Well, give us a life lesson out of this trip. Well, the life lesson is my life lesson is, and it's probably something that if you ever get the opportunity to travel, that you should do is. When you are in transit from place to place, when you're traveling and you're between destinations, 
Yes, sometimes it is good to enjoy the beauty around you, but if it's pitch black at night and you can't see anything, the best thing to do is go to sleep. Go to sleep, go relax. You're not gonna do anything where you're in, or someone's, if you're not gonna do anything if you're stuck in a plane, stuck on a bus and you're traveling somewhere. We were stuck in the car, all traveling. So the best thing I did was just go to sleep. And that's what my team tried to do, but some couldn't do it any better than others. So that's the first lesson that I can give you is to actually get some sleep sometimes. It does help you. I know a few of you needed a bit more sleep <laughs> that, that, more, that night. So that's, that was my first thing, trying to just get everyone to relax and sleep and get enough rest so that we could enjoy what was the wonders of the next day. And why do you travel? Why travel? As someone who travels so much like you do, he's been to however many tra- uh, countries you've been to. Oh, I don't know. I've lot. I don't like to brag, but I've done. I've 40. traveled a little bit. Have you been to forty countries? I don't think it's quite that many. Really? No. Not I, forty. I I'd have to count them, but I can't. Uh, I haven't got time to. Is it close? Right. It might be it's definitely s- more than thirty, right? Yeah. Oh, it'd be about thirty, I'd say. Is that it? Yeah. It doesn't. Okay. Sometimes I like to spend time and enjoy one place than going to heaps of places and not really seeing everything properly. So I travel because it gives me enjoyment. I travel because it gives me new experiences. I travel because it makes me a better person. I travel because the journey you have when you're traveling is one that helps you grow as a person and helps make you grow, become better, and you end up becoming successful. That's that's pretty much what it is. Travel is one of those things that you end up becoming a better, more well-rounded, and more successful person from those experiences. So after our travels up through Sagata, we stayed there for a couple of days and we, and we enjoyed that, not that local town, just away from everything, away from, away from the everyday life and just going back to the simple things. Away from our phones, away from Wi-Fi, yes. away from Starbucks, away from McDonald's, away from everything, everything, that Every, we're used to. everything. One of the unique things about Tagata is the fact that you have to be local, so therefore they don't have foreign companies or foreign influences, etc. Yeah, yeah, to influence and come in. So that yeah, they don't have foreign, they don't have outside what what I would call outside foreign influences coming in and ruining what is a wonderful little town. Every, if you want to run a business there, if you want to do anything there, you have to be a local and you have to have been born there and grown up there, which I think is fantastic. Because when you're in a town like Sagata, it just takes you away from everything else in the world and you get to enjoy the moment. You get to enjoy what's happening right then and there, which we all did on a number of occasions. A couple mornings we got up nice and early. Pretty much every morning we got up well, before we got sunrise. Up, we got up before sunrise. Probably one of the best ones was when we went up to Mount Marlborough one morning. And we enjoyed the moment 
that everything happened. I rode in the back of a pickup truck on the way up because, well, <laughs> that was that was good fun. You're all stuck in, you're all squashed in the back of a, in the back of a four by four. Well, I had like to hold sardines. my hand outside. <coughs> sorry, outside the window, with the camera because we weren't unprepared for this moment, and we didn't want to miss it. So it was wonderful. I was and we just... had to dodge trees while holding the hand out the. Window. I was just doing simple things like any other local in Sagata would. But to us, that's almost like traveling lifetime stories. So I was enjoying the moment then and there. When we were up on top of the mountain, we just sat there and enjoyed watching the sun come over the hills to bring light to what was a wonderful new day. And there were plenty of those while we were there in the Philippines. That was just one of the highlights. We can talk about, do we want to talk about how one of our crew never wanted to get out of bed and said he was tired and sleepy? And then you had to motivate him out. Well, I had to motivate motivate him. We had one of our crew. What was his name again? Well, his name's not important, actually. His name's not important, actually. Um, the one we shall not speak of. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll let him. Let's go, former crew member. Yeah, we'll stick with that, actually. <laughs> yes. So we had to drag him. We had to kind of... I had to... Literally drag him out of bed. I literally had to drag him out of bed on a few <laughs> occasions. There was one morning I turned the lights on and literally pulled the sheets off and told him to get his ass out of bed so that we, everyone in the team, could get out and get going to do the things we wanted to do on time each and every day. So that was me motivating him to get up and do things. We had a we had a focus. We basically the fact that he was holding us back, we we had so much to do that we just couldn't even focus on the fact that he was getting in the way. Everything had to focus on what needed to be done. So yeah. the fact that he was getting in our way didn't really stop us because we just had to keep pushing through we kept, because we had no other option. Yeah, we kept pushing through all the time. It took a bit of sometimes you just need to stand up and just go and just go and do things and just go through everyone and anyone who you need to do to get things done. Sometimes that's what you need to do. And sometimes you need to wake someone up with a shotgun as Marcus did. Yes. A shotgun or two may have been <laughs> shoved in someone's face to get to get them out of bed. Marcus well, the motivator takes his motivation seriously. If yes. you're not doing the right thing, expect a shotgun in the face. You could get... I, my method and my ways of doing things are not always conventional. There is always more than one way to do things. And I like to find the most interesting and I'll say impactful way <laughs> of getting things done. So it, so it has a lasting memory. So that at least my message gets across. So that was that. I guess we can get to the point of the event now. Yeah, so we... Tell us about the event. What happened? So the event, after we'd got back from our travels around the north of the Philippines, the event was something that was... Well, we had no idea what was going... We really had no idea what was going to happen. We'd planned things. We'd booked an, we'd booked an event. We'd booked an arena. We'd booked a place. We'd got people in place to help us put on the show. We'd organised the VIP meet and greet for my biggest fans 
to come and meet me backstage and, and talk. Were they excited? They were, were excited. excited. Oh, they were excited. And I was excited to meet them as well. It was it was fantastic. It was really good. Um, so, yeah, after doing the VIP meet and greet, we then, we then did the show. The show was fantastic. The show was wonderful. I got up and I put on a show that I know gave people hope, that gave people a positive outlook on life, that gave them, that empowered them to become better versions of themselves from this day forward. I knew that with what I was saying and what met the message I was giving them, that they were going to leave better people and that they were going to have a brighter, better outcome and a better outlook and a better future. It was, it was fantastic. I learned plenty from it as well. I learned that I could actually go out and help people. Well, I knew I could do that, but I could do it this was a new way of doing it. This was a new way of getting my message out to people. We had people asking questions, wanting to know about different things, the book that's going to be released soon and just everything that was going on about Marcus the Motivator. So we just gave him everything pretty much. We just, in that one show, I gave them everything I had. I spoke to them, I listened to their stories. I gave each and I gave them I gave them the messages they you needed to hear. <clears throat> you sang we them. even sang with them. We had a one we had we made a song just for the Philippines saying how success was in their genes. So we did the show was wonderful. It was a success. Everyone there got something out of it. They knew that they went home that night. Everyone I saw in the event was basically in love with Marcus. They were looking at him like he was their crush and it was their childhood dream and they'd spent years fantasizing about this person and this person actually arrived. It was one of those childhood moments of almost just pure love. I was happy to give them everything they wanted. Just give them everything I had. One of the best, probably one of the highlights of the event was when you decided we had your little segment towards the end lined up where you proposed to your now fiance. Yes. So that was something that we knew that me and James had planned to do long before. But his now fiance Paula had no idea, and you did very well at hiding it. I'll give. She even thought it was a credit. joke at first. She yeah, so <laughs> I'm standing on the stage here, being like, watching this whole thing happen, as he proposes to his now fiance, and Paula is standing there, going, like, what is going on? Is this a joke? Is this real? She didn't believe what was going on. And I'm going, um, <laughs> is she going to say yes? Is she going to say no? What's going on? There was like that awkward moment for about five or ten seconds where we had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I could even see you sweating a little bit as to, 
Um, I'm still on my knee here proposing to you. Can you please say yes? So that was my, so that happened. And then obviously after that part of the show, we did the sing along. And then one of the best parts of the show was after I closed up the show and finished off, I went back out and spoke to a lot of my fans and I spoke with them to help them. I met, met with met with them, signed some autographs, took photos and selfies and everything with them. You saw, you saw, it was something that... It was a great moment. It was a great moment. People even brought presents for him. I even got a present. I even got a little present from someone. So, so yeah, I, I guess that we're coming up to the end of this first inaugural Marks the Motivator podcast episode of Successes in Your Genes. We want to thank everyone for coming out to the event. And yeah. I guess in future episodes, we're going to delve more into um, motivation, answer your questions. Different topics. Different topics around motivation and success and inspiration. We're going to get deeper into each part of everyone's life. And we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about how to be motivated and stay successful in each different aspect of your life and how you can go and what tools you should use to help improve mm. each part of your life yeah so and become guess, a success yep so i guess next week check it out and we look forward to speaking to you then just always remember success is in your genes